0: get ready for conflicts where movie reviews collide
1: And welcome to Conflicts, the podcast. It is I, Laura, your moderator, and I am joined today by our reviewers, Rich. Say hey, Rich. Hey, Rich. Ah, that joke. And Nick, say hey, Nick. Hello. And today we will be reviewing it, chapter two. A brief synopsis of the film, defeated by members of the Losers Club, the evil clown Pennywise returns 27 years later to terrorize the town of Derry, Maine, Once again, now adults, the childhood friends have long since gone their separate ways. But when people start disappearing, Mike Hanlon calls the others home for one final stand. Damaged by scars from the past, the United Losers must conquer their deepest fears to destroy the shape-shifting Pennywise, now more powerful than ever.
2: Dun, dun, dun.
1: Yes. Now, I know that I have read the book of It. And I know that Nick has read most of the book. Did you uh, finish it? No, I it? finished it. Have you read the book, Rich? Oh,
2: absolutely. This is my second favorite Stephen King novel.
1: It is a really great book. So we have all read that. That being said, we're going to try to stick pretty closely to the film because it's like an 1100 page hardback book that took me a really long time to read. So we're not going to bring that in for you guys. We're just going to keep it to the movie. Cool?
2: Cool. Damn. Cool.
1: <laughs> Nick's over there like, well,
0: crap. I to, like screws up everything for not skipping.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this movie stars Jessica Chastain, Bill Hader, James McAvoy, and many, many more, and is directed by um, Andres. Andy Machetis. Sure. Why not? Let's call him Andy Machete. Uh, his name's actually like Andres, like D <A-N-D-R-E-S-2> I'm not going to go that S- far. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, a couple fun facts about the movie. Uh, CGI was actually used to de-age the child cast in this movie mm-hmm, because yep. there had been such a gap between chapter one and chapter two. Um, also, which you I found. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> I found really interesting, a record-breaking film. 4,500 gallons of fake blood were used in one scene of this movie. That is more than has ever been used before. And as I was watching it, I was wondering, is that CG or not?
0: Even more than the Evil Dead remake?
1: They said record-breaking. Wow.
0: Bloody hell. <laughs> and, <that's it. laughs>
1: and Stephen King himself had a cameo in the antique shop, which I found delightful.
0: He did. He okay, I have to add on this. Okay. I thought the running joke about the book was good, but the ending was shit was the (laughs) best thing ever. Because that's said to Stephen King all the time on every one of his books. They're like, the book was great, but the ending sucked. It's like, I mean, I can see that. That's
2: one of the major criticisms that people kind of spout against Stephen But
0: now he's kind of known for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's very true.
2: I'm sure he's... um, Terribly upset by it as he does whatever he wants with all of his money. Yeah, no joke. And fame.
0: (laughs) For sure. I still think he's a phenomenal author.
2: Oh, I I agree. He's, He's definitely up there quite a ways on my list.
1: Oh, and he's insanely detailed, and I just have so much respect for that.
2: Oh, and he's just
0: insane.
1: A little bit, a yeah, little bit. He his mother drinking, had though. him
0: tested. I don't think he is. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> that Stop wasn't just drinking. a big bang like pun, like joke. That I think his mom really had him tested. Yeah.
2: So I mean, I like the guy. Don't get me wrong. I got nothing against him. But especially after his wreck, man, dude. Went, oh yeah, dude when he got, got hit he, by
0: that
1: van, yeah, he went
2: weird places. You know, the
1: where, '80s were weird for all of us.
2: Well, no, not even, except when,
1: for you, Nick. You I'm like, alive. I was there for like a year and a half. Not
2: even then. I mean, the point where he wrote himself into his own books. Dude. That's when, <laughs> like, dude. uh...
1: Whew. Yeah, I've read those books. Just read a few.
2: yeah they were good. I didn't dislike them. Uh, it was just uh, you are not quite the, uh, like the rest of us, are you, uh, <laughs> there, Mr. King? <laughs> he's really not. Yeah, he's you're really not. you're <laughs> wired just respect. a little different, aren't you, there, buddy? I love the hell out of you, but wee. I think he's that's why people bashal. love him, though. Yeah.
1: yeah, you're not wrong. Well, all right, let's dive right in. Richard, how did you grade this movie?
2: All right, I gave this a C minus. I was disappointed, and here's why. I've always held this long running theory that any movie based on a Stephen King book that they say is a Stephen King book, you know, they bill it Mm -hmm. uh, as written by Stephen King, they're usually flops. Most of his successful movies, uh, they don't bill it. You know, Shawshank, Redemption, Green Mile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the, some people know, but they don't really market it that way. Uh, but the only one that was really an exception to the rule was always Misery. So when It Chapter One came out, I thought, wow, there's another exception. Because I loved it. I thought they did it great. It's the mm-hmm. most justice I've ever seen done. It's a, a Stephen King movie on screen. Uh, you know, it's even the first It movie. Love you, Tim Curry. But... That was a hot piece of trash. Mm-hmm. And then comes chapter two, and it was a huge letdown. And it took me a while to understand why, and I think it boils down to two things. Number one, Pennywise wasn't as great. Very few creepy scenes. You know, we don't get to understand fear anymore. Yeah, he
1: was in the second one less than the first one. Very he was
2: in a,
0: it 10 minutes. Yeah. Really?
2: Mm-hmm. Very very little. And the time that Pennywise w- w- was in there, you know, at the end, he's all big monster battle fighting, and it's not the psychologically creepy stuff that you see. And the other thing is, I don't. I didn't buy the, the, the old people. The kids were much more interesting and intriguing. And oh,
1: the adult cast, you mean?
2: Yeah, Absolutely. when you said old people, I was like, Mrs. Kirsch? No, no, the, the, <laughs> the adult cast. They were just less interesting. And as you see them go back and kind of combat their fears from when they were children, mm-hmm. all I could think of was like, dude, you're like 40. You should
0: be over that now.
1: But you, they couldn't remember. Well,
0: I, but even if you do remember, you're like, You um, did read the book, right? Because yeah. you're starting to, like, contradict. Like, yeah, I read the book. I'm like, hmm.
2: But <laughs> that's the problem is that in, in well, I don't know we weren't going to talk about the book, but I didn't buy it. They didn't sell it to me here. Uh, they didn't make me realize that, hey, this is why this is still psychological trauma for you. Everything I just looked at and said, you guys should just kind of be standing there going, no, I know this one's fake. I'm an adult now. I figured that out. And that's because <laughs> they didn't sell it to me. So it was a letdown for me. As I watched those scenes, it just it, I didn't feel the the terror, the fear. All right.
0: So
1: How about you, Nick? Tell um, him how he's wrong. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, okay. I gave it actually an A minus. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Because I grouped these as one film. Okay. And whenever oh, I so th- you cheated. Okay. <laughs> That's how it's supposed to be. That is it is a chapter one, chapter and two, and whenever it comes out on Blu-ray, they're coming out with an ultimate edition that's going to be both on one. So that's it's going to be four be and a half long hours ass long movie. Yeah, and I know that you said don't talk about the book, but I literally just finished it <laughs> like maybe twenty-four hours before I went and watched this movie.
1: Oh, that was close, man.
0: Yeah, and so He's been, he started when he was in, and I high. rewatched <laughs> it chapter one, and they both paid so much respect. To the book, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like even little things from. I know they had to change it with the little kids because I mean they had to change a lot of this. Otherwise, right. this is going to be MC well, and seventeen for time constraints and time as well. constraints. But I think they nailed it. Like if they would have put this much time and effort and love into Pet Cemetery as they did to it, oh Pet Cemetery, 2019? we would have had yeah. two fantastic Stephen King movie adaptations. Um I feel. That even the adults, they couldn't have picked better adults
2: to reflect those The casting was wonderful. I'll give you that.
0: And I get what you're saying. Like, they shouldn't be scared. But it's like, when you go into a haunted house, even as an adult, I still get scared. I'm saying that loosely. But I'm laughing the whole time. And I felt like the giggles the whole time I was watching this movie because I was so uncomfortable. Even though Pennywise was on the screen for 10 minutes... The whole entire movie, the buildup to when he showed up made me scared. And I still got the butterflies and the giggles. And it did pay such respect to the book. Like when I was reading the book, I had a jacket on the back of my chair and I didn't know it was there. And it clicked my chair and I'm like, oh shit. Like I had to stop reading (laughs) because I got so into the story. And yes, they did have to change up the ending, but I'm glad that they changed it kept most of the elements. I think we're kept, all glad that they, they, they changed kept, kept,
1: pieces of it. Yes. Well, besides that glad. gross
0: part. Yes. Um, but even like Pennywise being that grotesque, oversized monster mm-hmm. when he first started poking through af- after the ritual of Chud failed, mm-hmm. that was some scary crap. That was almost borderline. Linda Blair saying it's a lovely day for an exorcism. Like I was like, damn. Your eyes are scary, and you're a clown, and I don't like you.
1: (laughs) Clowns are creepy. Let's just be real And I just thought it was
0: great because you were right, Laura. They did forget because that was the whole point. And I just, I loved the respect that that writer and director put towards this. So I did group them together. I cheated, but that's because I didn't know. But to me, this is four and a half hours of pure gold.
2: See, that's, you know, you talk about the, the book, and I think that's where they, they failed with the adults, is in the book, you have the internal monologues, you have their mm-hmm. perspective per, Did you want to sit there for six hours? You have the perspective <laughs> Twelve or,
1: hours, <laughs> let's be real.
2: <laughs> with their perspective in your head, you understand why they're afraid. The problem is that they didn't do anything to translate that onto the screen. Now, you may be, because you freshly read the book, you remember all of it. But if you haven't, I don't think they sold it in this, on the same level that they did the children or other sections of the movie. I think the only really, truly, I guess, scary section of the movie for me, or, uh, you know, I'm not, scary isn't the right word because of the way it affects me. But chilling? Chilling, eerie, yeah. was the scene with
0: Pennywise under the bleachers with the little girl. Oh, that, oh the
2: little girl that with was Fort scene. Yes,
0: that was the best freaking scene I think I've but ever see, seen in my life. Oh,
1: like I had to hold my friend's hand. I was very scared. But I
2: think that was the only Pennywise scene in this movie. Now the first one we had a bunch of great Pennywise scenes, and this one—well, I take that back. There was the second scene that I thought that was still a Pennywise scene uh, was when they're in the house and he's carving uh, into the one guy's stomach. Oh, into Ben's <laughs> stomach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And you can see it only in the mirror, and you know, I thought that was a great Pennywise. Eagle, I thought, yeah. Well, you know, even though it wasn't Pennywise, I know, but nobody could see me. He Mi- was making air quotes. Mrs. Yeah. Kirsch, that was scary.
1: Oh, in the tenement building. Yeah, yeah.
0: That was, that was great. That old lady killed that scene.
1: She did, though. It
0: was one of the better scenes. I agree with that part.
2: Yeah. I just think that those scenes weren't enough to hold it all together. And then you had a bunch of scenes that didn't hold it together.
1: I, I would just like to give a shout out to the giant oversized old lady with the pendulous swinging titties. <laughs> that made me laugh in the middle <laughs> of the movie. I was like, <laughs> <It> <laughs> giant
2: old lady titties. It, it, was, uh, it was hilarious and scary. At the same it time. was. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Which is not easy to accomplish. And I respected it. And I giggled.
0: <laughs> but I'm, I'm you know, I'm still sticking strong. I think, it, I think that this is probably will it win awards? Absolutely not. This is no Exorcist. Like it's not going to win.
1: Right, right, it's right. A major right. award. They but, didn't make. Like, they didn't make it to win
0: awards. But to me, this that was the best horror movie I've seen in probably the last five years. See, I think Chapter One was way better than Chapter Two. I. I I don't know if I agree with that. I, I, I probably give them the same score. And I'm only saying this because I've... No, I, way I higher. I, I keep track of like IMDB. Mm-hmm. And like chapter two has a 7.1 and chapter one has a 7.4. And I think that's crap. I think they're equally as good to me.
2: I think the first one is way better. This one, I was less creeped out. I was less, for lack of a better phrase, scared, I guess. Can but
0: I ask you what was so scary about chapter one that you're like, whoa.
2: Well, first of all, they sold Pennywise so much better. You had a, a lot more scenes with Pennywise where he's just creepy. He's just seriously creepy. And in this one, you got very little creepy Pennywise. And Because yeah, I, I,
1: they were establishing him more as a character in Chapter 1 than they were in Chapter mm-hmm. 2. He and was established it, as the villain in yeah, Chapter 2.
2: Here's my problem with horror movies in general, that I think is a big mistake that many of them do. The first one did not. The second one did Show me a reason to be afraid. Don't just tell me. They relied so much on chapter two, you knowing you should be afraid because of chapter one, that they forgot to put in many scenes that creep you out and make you afraid and understand that Pennywise is terrible. You know, you, they just relied all on, hey, remember how screen- creepy he was in chapter one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start there. And I, I don't feel like See, it I
0: worked. I they did, though. Like, with the scene at the fair, that horrific scene.
2: In the Funhouse. no. Um you mean the scene where
0: the super powerful Pennywise can't break glass? No. I'm talking about at the very beginning, whenever whenever Mike Hamlin was like, he's back, oh, I yeah. have to call the group.
1: Oh, oh. whenever
0: they threw the right, right. the guy over the bridge.
1: Yes. The
0: and it showed Pennywise like
1: the hate crime scene. That
0: yeah. Still was scary.
2: That you know there were some scenes in chapter two that were eerie and creepy. Uh, you know, there were, and we, uh, we admit I mentioned a few of them. I just don't think there was anywhere near enough. I but, think that you just had a couple of pieces and I mean, come on, Scar did an amazing job as Pennywise and I only really got to see him do that in one scene.
0: But also they were using Pennywise because again in the book, those mm-hmm. guys who did the hate crime mm-hmm. were fueled by Pennywise, right? So if you did know, but that, did that
1: come across in the book? It did not. It did, or, or, or I mean, book. in the, in the movie. Book, it it did, movie, it
2: did. In the movie, it did not. You just thought these were
0: homophobic pricks, no? no. And yeah. it was but really they actually upsetting. Fueled by Pennywise, and that's why they were with so much right. hate.
1: But I know that for a fact. Like a lot of people in the queer community, it was super upsetting because a lot of people don't realize that scenes like what happened on that bridge at the beginning of the movie are things that happen in real life to people on a daily basis. I have been with friends and had horrible, horrible slurs thrown at them and who have had really scary things happen. And for it not to come across as this is Pennywise pulling the strings, that scene was really, really hard to watch. I will say that.
2: And to be fair, like Pennywise didn't make them terrible people. He didn't. No, make them he homophobic. just amped
1: up. It, it their just, yeah, it just ickiness kind of already.
2: fuels the fear and the hatred that's already inside them. They kind of established that at different times in the book. Uh, here, I don't know that it always came across. I think they did a much better job uh, in the first book than they did in the second book of pointing that out. Now, granted, as you as you said, things like that actually do happen in real life. So, as
0: terrible as that scene was, I think it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It was, and it was still. Honestly, a real life fright. Oh, yeah, because it was terrifying to
1: watch. It was absolutely terrifying to watch. Um,
0: and I think that's why I still, I mean, because you, you got to witness things in this movie about real scare, like scary factors in yeah, life. Yeah, things not that just scare you as an adult, clown, not just a child. that isn't real. <laughs> like right. this was actually showing real frightening stuff. So I don't oh, know. No, the, the first scene was
2: terrifying. Yeah. You know, it it really was, and that I you know I can't I don't know the name of the actors who did that scene, uh, but they did a wonderful job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, I I don't even remember the characters' names, but the the one who did not get thrown off the bridge, that guy props yeah. man, you, yeah. you you acted the and hell out of that in. scene, so you know good job, uh, and and that was a one of the more terrifying scenes to me, although they did not directly link it to Pennywise. Uh, you know I think they did close enough where you kind of got the idea that bad
0: things are happening there right uh I also liked the funhouse scene that you were talking about when you were saying the almighty Pennywise can't break through glass. Mm-hmm.
1: I did. I will I say that, that cool. the part where he was not breaking through the glass, I found terrifying because it was more like he was toying with Yeah, I he could have
0: done that in his first strike. Like anything. He was just doing it to See, have fear.
2: Here's one of the other things that the movie lacked for me. And I don't care whether or not Lulu said to don't talk about the book because there's a scene <laughs> that they, that's missing that they didn't do. In the book, you get one chapter from Pennywise. He, Mm -hmm. it's a first person. This is Pennywise. This is it talking and telling you things. And it leads so much context to the movie. As we were going home, I was explaining to my family how Pennywise, it doesn't terrorize for any other reason other than it makes them taste better. Mm -hmm. He can eat people and sustain himself just fine. But as he refers to it, it's salting the meat. He's doing it because it makes them taste better. It's like, do you want to go to eat at McDonald's or your favorite restaurant? Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm going to pick my favorite restaurant. So that's why he's doing it. You, it, it gives him a motivation other than that he's just, just creepy. Now you kind of have a better understanding of who and what he is. And I think without a scene that somehow establishes that, I, I think that it gets lost and you don't understand. Well, why, why is Pennywise there? You, you, know, you know, the book gives you some more reasons into it. You know, they skip the part with the turtle, and you don't. Thank mm-hmm.
0: God, though, because even whenever I was reading that, like, I had to call my brother because he's, I think he read this book like twice. I don't know how, but
1: <laughs> that is dedication. I was like,
0: okay, I let well, with the turtle. <laughs> like, but, well, it establishes a little bit more of what, finally what yeah. it is, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: why it's there, how it got there, and where it exists. And they kind of hinted on that, but they hinted the on
0: it. I, I think there was no payoff. Again, but I said that though they did the same thing with it, chapter one, where they're just playing. They're just paying a little bit of respect towards the book Mm -hmm. and you wouldn't have known any different unless you've read the book. They did the same thing with chapter one.
2: Yeah. I think they should have started with, or not not started, but the scene after on the bridge after that, I think you should have like some sort of a darkness scene where you see uh, it, not as Pennywise, but as it Mm -hmm. uh, giving you some sort of a, maybe not a monologue, but some sort of a a couple of scenes. Or like a VO
1: something. Yeah. But then the movie
2: would have been three hours long. It did not have to be a 20-minute scene. You could have done it in five <laughs> minutes. But giving you that uh, understanding and ending with it wanting to call them back. Because that was something else. He wanted them back.
1: Yeah, he well, wanted to yeah. play with them. Yeah. He said that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It was more it, fun. It was. It's like playing with your food. It's always fun to play with your food. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Smash tades, man. <laughs> things. <laughs> You're a child. (laughs) (laughs) Do you eat the
1: little chicken nuggets shaped like dinosaurs too? Oh hell
0: yeah! I almost had those for dinner last night. Oh good. (laughs) Bailey and I (laughs) beep her name out again by the way. (laughs) Please do that. I think that'd be so funny. Uh, We sometimes trade dinosaurs. Like we'll be like, I'll give you this T Rex. (laughs) Is that a a euphemism? Triceratops? No, like we just sometimes it's like i don't want that one i want the i want a cooler dinosaur the we me? or the stegosaurus like, <laughs> swapsies
1: on that <laughs> super adult note <laughs> let's dive into the best of times and the worst of times rich there's always a good there's always a bad for you what's going to be the best of times in it chapter two
2: you know i I've listed off a few of them that I really enjoyed, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a different one here. I really enjoyed the diner scene at the beginning when the adults would get together. At the I,
1: Chinese restaurant. Yeah. I yeah. I do
2: think it is the one establishing scene for the adults in which they all nailed it. And they, they rebuild they their bond. The mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it I think they did fantastic there. So I'm gonna pick that one.
0: All right. How about you, Nick? I, I'm gonna go with the Mrs. Kirsch scene. Like and I know the that, it, that yeah. they I know that they did like a long trailer of that. Mm-hmm. But I to me that is besides the bleacher scene that was the scariest freaking scene i've for seen. for it long to time. build
1: up and yeah. for her to figure out she's not talking to a person and then the whole building changes. yeah. yeah, I'm i with thought you. it was great. uh for me i got to say it was genuinely the casting. in chapter 1 and chapter 2 i feel like they cast these people just there was not a dud in the bunch. even um even stan who doesn't who you know basically like gets in the bathtub and slits his wrists. Was oh. so well cast. It's a
0: perfect cast. I, the only one I would change is because I just read this. Uh, it's probably the guy who played Mike Hanlon. I heard that Idris Elba wanted to play him. Mm. And I'm like, damn, that would have been better. Uh,
2: <laughs> I, I do agree. I think the casting was phenomenal. And even most of their acting was good. Yeah. I, I just don't think that a lot of the scenes sold what they needed to sell.
1: Yeah, I think that performance-wise and just casting-wise, it was great, and I love that because these are characters that, you know, as someone who has read the book and who did really enjoy chapter one, you know, I'm emotionally invested in these people, and if they had cast them poorly, mm mm-mm, no.
2: I was more frightened by the scene with Jessica Chastain at the beginning of the movie when she's trying to get away from her husband Mm -hmm. than I was just about anything else in the movie.
1: All right, we did the best. What's the worst of times, Rich? Rich. What is just... The fact
2: that they turned it into a monster movie the last 30 minutes of the film, I think. Beep, beep, Richie. Beep, beep, yeah. (laughs) God, you suck.
1: That was funny.
2: (laughs) And once again, I know that's fairly true to the book, but at the same time... They forgot to make Pennywise and it so scary at the end. He was scary because he's a big monster with big pokey things and he can stab you and crunch you and eat you. And he gets really giant. And that's not why Pennywise is scary. Mm -hmm. That's not where the fear comes from. So I feel like they relied too much on that and didn't give you the psychological fear that is so necessary for Pennywise.
1: All right. How about you, Nick?
0: The worst. Um, I would probably say uh, sometimes a pace. Mm-hmm. was a little slow i'm like all right like it was i understand an almost already three hour long movie they could have shaved a little bit of, uh, out of that i think
2: Gee, i disagree i think that it was hard they had to do it as long as it was and still do a chapter one and chapter two just to do justice to the behemoth that this novel is and, so and I, they still left
1: out a that's whole
0: true. lot
2: so i'm and perfectly I fine been with okay
0: line. again i thought the same thing with uh uh, the Game of Thrones final season, they should have split it again. I would have oh, been okay yeah, that with the chapter been three. three. Times as it long. needed
2: more. You, you should never let timing decide to tell the story for you. You should tell the story and then figure out how to present it.
0: I, I mean, I, like mm-hmm. I said, though, I would have been okay with the chapter three.
2: Yeah, uh, I would have too. Yeah,
0: I, and that's why I think, like, because sometimes they did like jam so much together. I'm like,
2: hmm
1: yeah I went to a lot, I get you.
2: I always thought a fun thing for them to have done would have been made like three let's say five to ten minute long scenes and released them as trailers in the interim between the chapters, but make them full fledged scenes that bridge something like mm-hmm. maybe you could have done the creepy pennywise scenes there where he's explaining things mm-hmm. and I think. Put those in front of other movies, like spread, little serials. Yeah, spread mm. them out. Let that be a thing, and it also keeps the hype going. I think that'd have been amazing.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, as far as for me, what was the worst of times? I got to be real. It was the it was the hate crime scene on the bridge at the beginning. While it was so well written and so well acted, because it did not come across as Obvious that Pennywise was the puppet master behind these actions. It was extremely triggering. And it was something that was really difficult to watch for myself and for a lot of people that are close to me. And so many people do not understand that that is a reality for so many people. And that you can't just go to a county fair without having slurs thrown at you and without the possibility of somebody getting violent with you and that was so triggering to watch and just simply because the fact that they did not strongly enough convey that Pennywise was playing the puppet master in that scene I think had they done it a little differently made that a little more overt it would have been easier it would have been a little more palatable for me that was really really hard to watch
2: but see uh, interestingly enough I feel like Uh, And I I don't have the same reaction as as you Mm -hmm. and your friends because I don't have that same perspective, although I I understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. But I think the fact that it was that terrifying was exactly the point. I think that means that they got Pennywise more correct for you in that scene than they did for most of the audience in the rest of the scenes.
1: I hope so. I hope that people took from it.
2: That is what Pennywise is supposed to be doing. Because this is, like you said, this is a real fear. Mm-hmm. Because that really happens. Oh, absolutely. And, and it, it does. And all those uh, that's terrible, we all know it does. So if you are, you know, somebody who has that legit fear, then this is going to be terrifying to you, which is what Pennywise does. He takes the fears that you have and, and preys on them and twists them and makes you afraid uh, more than you ever have been for because that is what makes you taste better. Mm-hmm. So. That scene, to me, and what I'm hearing is that was the right scene because it did what Pennywise is supposed to do. Yes, is it terrible? But it is portraying something that is real, and in an interesting way, it's the most realistic scene in the movie. And that's probably it why is in a lot was, of ways. It was difficult for you. Yes, the, you know the underlying theme is that Pennywise kind of amps everything up, uh, but at the same time, you know that happens without Pennywise in the real world. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, how much did he actually have to fuel him?
1: Yeah, no, I I get I absolutely get what you're saying. I mean, members of the queer community, we understand that it's like, it's right there. It's in your face. And it's all day every day. And just to see that on screen is really, it can be really triggering. But I understand what you're saying. I hope that people learn from that. And I hope that that really graphic depiction of what somebody's reality can be shook some people and made people realize, oh, that's a thing that people have to deal with. And maybe that's not okay.
2: Well, that they showed hate. I mean, really, And if you want to boil it down, all they showed there was hatred. Yeah. and mm-hmm. that's Ignorance the, and hate. Yeah, that's what those people were doing is they were just hating. And if you hate something enough, then you can justify that anything is okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, calling them names. Oh, yeah. Following them, taunting them, beating them, killing them. Physical violence, yep. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they talk about slippery slope. But if you, if, if you hate enough, all of that stuff becomes justified in your mind. And that's what they showed there. And that was the terrifying part about it.
1: It was very terrifying.
2: Because we all hate something and we all had to ask ourselves, where do we stop our hate and how mm-hmm. far would you go? And that's why that scene was just creepy.
1: It was terrifying. <laughs> on a terrifying note, let's lead into the female factor. <laughs> where I'm going to look at this from a feminist perspective. Uh, because of the book that it's based on, this movie had a really limited lady cast. But the little bit it has, was pretty badass, I gotta say. I mean, Bev overcomes so much over the course of this movie. She leaves behind her abusive husband, faces her demons, to come back to her hometown, to the terrifying past that she shares with the other losers, comes together with all of them to defeat the ultimate evil. And I think it really just goes to show that sometimes it's quality over quantity when it comes to character development. Bev was such a badass that I didn't even mind that there was really only one female character of note in this movie. She brought it enough that it was good enough for me. And I have to respect the fact that it's based on a source material that gave you very few female characters to go off of. There were a few more in the book. Uh, uh, Bill's wife, you know, played okay. a bigger part. Yeah, that was her name.
2: There's actually a major point that was left out of this.
1: Oh, please enlighten me.
2: Pennywise was female oh yeah it, dude it, it yeah. It i don't female. remember I
0: totally that forgot, yeah
2: it's, it's not in the movies they don't mention it's, it it's no in
1: the, in the i haven't read in the book in a hot minute mm-hmm. though oh, yep. yeah.
2: they have to go kill her eggs remember because they found <gasps> out she had bread you're right yeah. uh-huh. i totally
1: forgot yeah
2: pennywise so it is female
1: yeah i totally forgot that which, which
2: is interesting because it is probably the biggest moment of them completely glossing over a female character
1: you're right dude i have not read this book in a hot minute and it was a lot when i read it i had absolutely forgotten that touche sir <laughs> yeah excellent point that would have been really I said hard when to we explain. got out of the
0: theater too uh, I, I said that to uh beep <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, beep beep bailey <laughs> and uh she was like oh are you serious yeah because it mm-hmm. was like 150 pages on them crushing an egg. (laughs)
2: You're right. You're (laughs)
0: absolutely right. That
2: that was one of the major points. After they talked to the turtle, they realized that they had to kill all the eggs or Mm -hmm. they wouldn't. Yeah. There'd be new eggs. You're
1: absolutely correct. I wonder why they didn't. That would have taken a lot of time and exposition to set up. Most of what they left out in this movie, I feel like was pretty justified for time.
0: Right, as far but as it's it's like I said though, they still they still made the perfect love letter to to that book. I think I would agree. I think they
2: did a pretty good job, better than most Stephen King movies. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. for sure.
1: They definitely were Pet paying Cemetery homage to him.
0: They trusted a fart with those. Writers they did because that was just a throw up in my mouth. Should have never been made if we ever get big enough to where a celebrity listens, I'm okay with you remaking it already. Like, <laughs> just, just
1: make I, another one that sucks less.
0: That's good. I mean, Jesus, like yeah, that movie. Too soon. you yeah. had one job and you freaking threw it away. Like, huh.
1: yeah. And this one was definitely, they were, they were in it and they were paying homage to Stephen King and his work yeah. and a lot got left out, but I still respect how much they respected Stephen King's work.
2: Yeah. you know interestingly enough I, the point I made earlier about Stephen King what, what the real case probably is is it's hard to do his horror movies mm-hmm. the movies that are far more successful aren't as classically horror movies you know Shawshank Redemption Green Mile mm-hmm. these, these kind yeah. of movies They they have different elements and the people are able to latch onto that because I think people know how better that's something that's been done before and it's a little easier to do so it's the truly horrific movies and some of that is because why you are scared in the books is because he tells you he explains it. you hear the internal monologues of the characters you see things happening in the exposition that you're talking about we get that and the only way to do that on screen is to have like voiceovers and narration things like that which
1: is ultimately cheesy
2: it almost always is so how do you get that to come across on the screen in other ways. That's the task that is so difficult for people to do with Stephen King movies or books, movies, and honestly other authors as mm-hmm. well. That's what's always been the Holy Grail. I think with it, Chapter 1, they got as close as anybody has ever been. With Chapter 2, I think they backslid a little bit.
1: Nick, quick question for you. If you had to pick between Chapter 1 and Chapter 2, which is a better movie? You're splitting them up. Which one is better for you? Oh, if I was to split it?
0: Mm-hmm. um, I would say Chapter 1 Mainly because I thought that uh, the kid who played Richie was so funny. He was. He was. Like, he really was. I mean, because you get to see him act as a completely different character. Because you know, you see him in Stranger Things, you know, right? Like, oh, he's that nerdy little eighties kid who plays D and D. But this mm-hmm. one, he's a comedian in training. <laughs> right. <laughs> really. I mean, and I, I those kids, all of them nailed it. Those kids yeah, knocked mean, it out of the freaking park. I, I haven't. I can't even. That's probably the best, like, group of kids acting together since mm-hmm. the Sandlot. I would agree. Wasn't he a DJ in the book? Yes, a radio DJ. Yeah, yes, he was. A DJ he was yeah, he was
1: on the radio. But
0: everybody knows radio's dead, so.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, video killed the radio
0: star. Right. So oh. now he's a comedian. And that was a funny oh. joke, too. Whenever he's like, I don't write my own material. <laughs> 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 Who's the kid with the, uh, uh. Inhaler, what was his name? Eddie. Eddie. He's like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs>
2: I'm telling you, that was my favorite scene in the whole movie, is that whole diner scene there.
1: It was pretty great. It was uh, pretty great. Alright. <laughs> everybody, what do you say? Is that a wrap?
2: I believe that's it.
1: Alright. Thanks for joining um, us. Uh, we'll see you next time. Beep, <laughs> beep, Richie. <laughs>